Welcome to the Website Coach Podcast, the podcast for entrepreneurs and small business owners that want a winning website, one that attracts more visitors and helps them book more clients. I'm Marie Brown, a website designer and business strategist, and I'll be sharing simple and actionable tips to help you create a winning website. So let's get started. Hi, welcome back. Welcome to episode 19 of the podcast. And this week, I'm giving you seven tips for writing your about page. Because I get it. Writing your about page is the hardest page to write on your website. So many of my clients struggle with this page. And to be honest, I do too. It's the page most people get wrong. That and the services page, but that's another podcast episode. You don't like talking about yourself. Maybe, like me, you're British and were brought up to think that it's rude to brag. Maybe you used to work for a large organisation and been taught it isn't about you. It's about the company. And you just feel uncomfortable talking about yourself. You don't want the spotlight on you. You just want to get on with building your business. Am I right? <laughs> I completely understand. You see, I struggle with my about page too. In fact, I've been put off publishing this episode because mine desperately needs redoing. You're going to check it out now, aren't you? But your about page is a hugely important page on your website. Website visitors usually want to know more about you before they decide to work with you. It's about the no like, and trust factor. They say people buy from people. Actually, when you run a service-based business, people buy from people they think understand them. They're interested in you, and they're looking to see if they think you can help them. That, and the fact we're all a bit nosy. So what can you do? Well, I'm here to help. I have seven top tips, which I hope will make the difference. So let's go through them. And the very first one is to think of it as the why you page. Now, you might have heard some people say that this page isn't about you. It's about your audience. But I don't think that's entirely right either. I like to think of this page as the why you page rather than about you. You see, the job of this page is to convince anyone who is wavering that you are the right person to help them, that they can trust you. And every page on your website has a job to do. And that's the job of this page. To build trust in you as a person to help your potential clients. It's a big and important job. It doesn't mean spilling the beans about everything you've done at all. It's about thinking what's relevant to why you. Now, the second tip is to write a list of what you have in common with your target audience. Because we're more likely to trust people we have things in common with. You know what it's like when you meet someone for the first time. You make small talk. You're looking for connections. You might ask where they're from, what they do, if they've got any holiday plans. And before you know it, you realise you both have a love of Italy, the amazing food and wine and friendly people, and you're swapping stories, and they're your new best friend. No? Ah, maybe just me then. <laughs> but that's what a good about page does, because we're more likely to trust someone we have things in common with. On my about page, I share that I used to work for someone else. I'm ex-corporate. I had a career change. And 
I share that because my target audience did too. Of course, I don't restrict myself to just working with people who are ex-corporate, but my target audience is ex-corporate or ex-public sector. They've done things before. Their new business isn't their first rodeo. It's not mine either. And being ex-corporate brings with it a whole set of beliefs. Not all of these are helpful, although some are. And if they think I can identify with them, that I can understand them, they're going to be more likely to choose to work with me than someone else. It's like being a parent. I don't talk much about my family for privacy reasons. I've got two teens and I'm very open about that, but they don't want me talking about them. Barney, my dog, is less fussed, <laughs> so I do share more about him, especially on social media. But the reason I mention them and I make it clear to people that that is my family is because my target audience has caring responsibilities. They're usually mums. It's another connection point. I know what it's like to run your business and also support a family. Having a dog, non-urban living is another connection point. Although, to be fair, I normally talk about that much more on my social media. Because that's the thing here, you don't want to overdo it. You want people to see the connection, not be bored by endless tales of what your dog gets up to. That bit you can leave for social media. And if you follow me on Instagram, Barney appears most days. <laughs> Tip number three is to think about the main reason people should choose to work with you. This one's a bit trickier. I get that. Because most entrepreneurs don't have a clue. I remember chatting to one of my clients, Kerry, about this when I was building her website a few years ago. She was a Pilates instructor. Now, there are lots of Pilates instructors locally. Many of them are very flexible, fit and live a very healthy life. Part of the green smoothie brigade, if you like. They live, eat and breathe Pilates. Absolutely nothing wrong with that. But that wasn't Kerry. Kerry didn't identify with that because it wasn't her. And Kerry was struggling with thinking about what made her different. And actually, she commented that she wasn't. She was just like you. And that was one of the key reasons people came to her. She was just like her clients. She was warm and friendly, liked a few glasses of wine and loved cake. But she was also fully trained in Pilates and had a lifelong love of learning. So she was continuing to invest in her Pilates, working with different instructors. And the fact that she was just like them was the reason why people came to work with her. They weren't necessarily interested in being at the best at Pilates or being taught by whoever was the best at Pilates. They just wanted to move better and spend an hour of doing something that was of benefit to them in the enjoyable company of Kerry. She was not intimidating at all. Now, with a business like Pilates, location is important too. And people buy for convenience. So don't overlook convenience as it is a key reason and a key factor why people choose to work with one person or business over another. Tip number four is to show your authority by talking about your experience, qualifications and awards that are relevant. Now, you've probably gathered by now that the About page is not your life story. People don't want to know about things unless they're relevant to the why you. 
if you've done something for 20 years it's not relevant, then you don't need to include it. Gaps in your life are absolutely fine on your About page. This isn't your CV. You don't need to explain any parts of your life that are not relevant. But if you have relevant qualifications or experience, then absolutely include them. The fact that you've been on the same path as you take your clients on is particularly key. So if you're the weight loss coach, then they're really not going to be interested in when and where you were born, how many siblings you had, or the first job you had on leaving school. Unless it was in a biscuit factory or something like that, of course. Choose what you're going to write about based upon what is relevant to them. Your audience wants to read the inspirational story of the person, you, who struggled with losing weight, was successful, set up a business to help others, and can hopefully help them too. They want to read the honest story of your struggle, where you were before you embarked on the journey, the ups and downs of that journey, including the days that you fell off the wagon and ate a packet of hobnobs washed down with a tub of Ben and Jerry's, and how life is now that you're on the other side. They identify with it and warm to you, the author. It shows both credibility and satisfies their curiosity. Likewise with any awards or press you've been in. Now, we know that these say more about your PR strategy than about how good you really are. But clients like them. It reinforces their belief that you're good at what you do, which you are. These must be relevant, though, because your audience is not interested in any golf days you've won, unless you're providing golf products or services, etc. I remember going to the Harry Potter studios a few years ago and visiting the house where the Dursleys lived. What I found particularly fascinating, though, as well as seeing where Harry slept under the stairs, was the framed certificates in the hallway from his cousin's school, where he got certificates for eating his school dinners all week. And I think that's a brilliant example of boasting about something rather than thinking about whether it's relevant to why you. I'm working with a fantastic wedding cake maker at the moment. And she's recently won Wedding Cake Designer of the Year in the Kent Wedding Awards. Now, we're going to include the logo on her homepage, but the About page is a chance to explain that award a bit more. Because that award is a big deal. And part of the reason it's such a big deal is because it's judged by other wedding cake makers from outside the county. This is the Experts Award, if you like. It's not something that is just PR strategy. And it's something I didn't know until Deborah explained it to me. So we will include it. Testimonials are another way to show your authority. This is other people saying what a great job you do. Again, it's reinforcing their belief in you. Tip number five is to write as if you're talking to your target audience. Just like the rest of your website, you should write your about page as if you're talking directly to your target audience. None of this Marie Brown this and Marie Brown that, unless your target audience is corporates. 
And by corporates, I mean corporate corporates, <laughs> like accountants, law firms and FTSE 100 companies, not your local sandwich shop. <clears throat> use the kind of language they use. Now, I'm going to do another episode on how to write the copy for your website. But use your target audience voice. I don't mean the posh one you use on the phone. I swear I don't do this, but my kids insist I do. I mean the one you would use if your ideal client was sat in front of you. Because we talk to people differently. I talk to my kids differently to the way I might talk to my girlfriends over a glass of wine. Or the Queen. Okay, <laughs> I've never met the Queen. But if I did, I don't think I'd talk to her quite the way I talk to my girlfriends over wine or my kids. I think I'd leave out a few details in my stories that just might not impress her, but would have my friends chortling at the fact that I've done this again. The predicaments I find myself in. In fact, I often suggest to clients that they talk and record themselves. Pretend that you've got your ideal client sat in front of you and explain whatever it is you're writing about. That recording is a good first draft. It just needs the ums and the so's, etc. removing and a bit of polishing up. And please, please, please... <laughs> Never talk in jargon unless your audience will understand it. If you're talking to fellow industry people, for example, few people are impressed by people talking above them. Tip number six. These last two are pretty quick. So number six is to use stories. Use stories to demonstrate the point you're making. Because stories are interesting. You can use humour. You can show vulnerability. People don't want perfection. They want to see you understand their struggles. Show you're a human being, just like they are. Your story will be different to theirs, but there will be similarities that they can relate to. And the thing about stories is it makes people read more. It draws them in. They can get to know you more, feel like they really know you. And that's a good thing. Of course, you can choose the stories you tell. Tip number seven, the last one, is to use images because your audience want to see you. And if you're that weight loss coach, they absolutely want to see the before and after. If you talk about your dog or cat or horse or whatever, then try and include an image of you with them. You see, images tell the story too. It's hard to trust someone if you don't know what they look like. No one's noticing that your nose isn't straight. Maybe that's just me. <laughs> or you're a few pounds heavier than you'd like to be. Just smile. So that's it. Seven quick tips to help you with your about page, which I hope you found helpful. I'm going to run through them in a sec, but actually the most important one to remember is the very first, which is to think of this as the why you page and the rest will follow. So if you think of nothing else, if you remember nothing else, please remember that. So a quick recap of all seven. Number one, think of it as the why you page. Number two, write a list of what you have in common with your target audience. I refer to some, not all of those, on your page. Tip number three is to think about the main reasons people choose to work with you. And make sure you include some of those in some way. Tip number four is to show your authority by talking about your experience, qualifications and awards that are relevant. I'm emphasising the relevant here. 
Number five, vitally important. And that's to write as if you're talking to your target audience. And that applies to all of the pages on your website, not just the about page. Number six is to use stories to add interest. And number seven is to use images to tell the story too. And that's it. I'd really encourage you to have another look at your about page. That's what I'm about to do and see which of those you can include. And if there's somebody that you think would find this week's episode really useful, then please share the link with them. You can find it in the top right hand corner. See you next week. Thank you so much for listening all the way to the end. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to follow or subscribe so that you don't miss future episodes. And I'd really appreciate it if you could leave a five-star review. That makes a massive difference as to whether Apple shows my podcasts more widely. And head over to my website, beyondthekitchentable.co.uk, where you can find all the ways you can work with me, whether you're just starting out, looking to grow your business, or scaling it. And see you next week.